Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cobb, and we're here with comic Rosa Escandon. Rosa, how the hell are you? I think I'm saying your name I incorrectly. Pronounce it the, the correct way for everybody who's listening. Uh, it's Rosa Escandon. I think you were correct. Oh. I, think, I think you got it close enough. I, 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 I doubted myself so much. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to try it a second time. I thought I, uh, I, I, you know, I was like, maybe I nailed it, but maybe I'm just going to colossally fail. And where can people find you to do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City when stuff opens back up? And where are they going to find you in the, ming- in the meantime with online comedy? Well, I'm hoping that NYC does open back up at some time, but um, you can always find me online. Um, my website is just Rose Escondone. It's my just my name. Um, or you can find me on Twitter, uh, recently TikTok or Instagram under Human Comedian. Uh, and I, I post everywhere I'm going to be on at least one of those. I love that. I'm like, yeah, I follow Human Comedian. And I'm like, how the hell? Like only a funny person who's really uh, kind of far along in her career will have thought of such a cool name, but also secured it. You know, the funny thing about it is it used to be, and I only bring it up because you said uh, you said you were having issues pronouncing my name. It used to be just, uh, it was like at like something Escondone. I think it was like, it had Escondone in the, in my like handle for all my social media. And um, I was going on a lot of podcasts and like a lot of, um, a lot of uh, just like video, like online video stuff. So I was plugging it, my, my social media a lot. And people would make me like spell it out or like be like, wait, can you spell that again? Make sure we have it. So I was just like spelling my own last name over and over again. And I and I grew to be like, so like this, it breaks. It just made everyone not into it, it felt like. So I was like, I'm going to just change it to like a combination of two words. I'm going to find the stupidest words I can find. And... <laughs> We landed on Human Comedian. Oh, I love that. Human Comedian. And, and she's just slinging the jokes. She's been on Twitter since 2011. So she was able to nail down Human Comedian. But I'm just going to say it one more time. And then we're going to not say the name ever again. Rosa Escandon. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is um, it's just things like Ouija boards and conspiracy theories and celebrity murder. Like I noticed, uh, you know, some of the, you know, I have comedians propose topics just so each episode is distinct. And um, I love the dark thread running through your topic. So what what are some of the, what, what's the experience that you've had with Ouija boards? Because I've never, ever used one and I'm probably scared to do so. You know, I, when it, so I, I have my own podcast and we recently, oh, um, yeah, it's called Psychic Friends. Check it out. We pretend to be psychics on the internet. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> We recently, uh, me and my awesome co-host Dash, we decided to do like a Ouija board experiment. And um, I bought a Ouija board for it and it didn't work because I don't, I truly don't believe they work. Um, Dash, very superstitious. They were like 100% they work. This is gonna be spooky. so I have one in my house now and I've like, it's, it's just in my living room and I look at it every day and I'm like, should I do a Ouija board? I think it's the quarantine talking. It's like, should I do one Ouija board? And I, I don't think it's never worked for me. I've always wanted it to work. I do believe in ghosts. Okay. Like, and I get, I get um, made fun of a lot for that, but I totally believe in ghosts and even like had a ghost encounter. I just think that like a toy made by, I believe Hasbro is not going to be the way to get your ghost encounter. <laughs> I don't know if I if I were a ghost and I needed to uh, communicate with Rosa, I would I would totally use the Ouija board, right? I mean, think- <laughs> I mean don't don't I mean is there a difference between the spirits you're summoning in 
uh, Ouija board or the ghost that you do believe in. It's just you, you just don't think the Hasbro t- toy is going to be the way that it's done. Yeah, I don't think I don't think if a ghost wanted to find me, they would go through like I or I'd like them to just like be a little bit more fun with it. Like a ghost to go through Monopoly or something just to like <laughs> shake it up, be a little unexpected. And are um, you able to talk about your ghost encounter? Yeah, I it happened when I was a kid and I've I think I've told people before about my ghost encounter and some people are like really like ooh spooky like freaked out and some people are like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard so you have to <laughs> you have to figure it out for yourself but um when I was a kid my best friend uh lived in like like this old I grew up in California so like nothing's actually that old like you know anything that is that old is gone in California yeah. but um she lived in like a pretty old for the state house and um when I was a kid, I had always these, like, uh, I had multiple times these, like, very um, specific dreams in the house of, like, an old lady in a rocking chair um, in it. And I found out years later that, like, they had bought, the only reason they were able to afford the house was because someone died in it. Um, <laughs> and she was, like, an old lady. And I, someone said, yeah, like, we only saw a couple pictures of her, but she, like, had this beautiful rocking chair. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my ghost. <sighs> I think it's my ghost. I just love it that bargain hunters are the ones who are subjecting kids to ghost encounters. Oh, always. And I I didn't grow up uh, super rich. I mean, no one in like in my immediate circle of friends were like that well off, you know? Right. So I think there was a lot of like possibly ghost bargain hunters in, you know, people's parents around me. Because, you know, it's California real estate. If it's haunted, like that's probably the best way to get some get some money off. <laughs> and do you think that because you actually had a legitimate ghost encounter, you're much less likely to believe in the Hasbro, Hasbro a toy Ouija board? I think, yeah, I think so. Also, like, I just don't think like ghosts, if like it takes a really long, people don't, like in movies and stuff, Ouija boards are super fast, but like in real life, if they, if they move, it's, it's you pressing your weight against it and someone else pressing their weight, like slowly, like moving it, but it's so slow that like, I can't imagine that a ghost would sit around for like, you know, like 10 hours to like really slowly type out their message. Like, I feel like they're just going to, you know, haunt you or something like they I feel like they would have a better way of doing it. You know, I, I love the fact that it's mo- it's movies who have to speed it up so that it doesn't take so long each time they use it. Oh, yeah. Because like if you in, you know, like The Exorcist or something, that's where like a lot of I feel like the the lore comes from it. Because right. the Ouija board, it actually has a history. It has like a specific history. Um where it's it was made seances were really big and these like these two twins were like the ones who like were the seance masters but it 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 was found out later that they had this thing where they were like stomping under the table to make things happen like they had a like a secret way and one of the twins like told everyone about it and the other one didn't but they were like they made seance culture super hip like everyone wanted to do a seance so like a toy company was like, we're going to make the way you seance. And I think that's, there's no way that's how we're going to find out like secrets from the other side. That right. can't be the backstory to me. I don't know. But Part I also love that the Ouija board movie, which probably exists, I think it, it would be like three hours long because you're saying they're very slow moving. Yeah. And I, that would be the entire, the entire <laughs> thing in the movie, which is not great, but you know, I've seen worse indie films. So. <laughs> My question is some of the topics, you know, I know Theo Vaughn has a special or something called Dark Arts, and, and the topics you proposed had that dark thread running through it. Are, are any of these things kind of, um, you know, making its way into your act? And is there anything other than the ghost encounter from your childhood that kind of pushes you 
and it's towards the dark rather than the light. Or am yeah. I just totally getting it wrong? I mean, you just might have thought of those topics on a whim. No, I think I'm a little dark. I don't, I don't, I would say my comedy also gets a little dark a lot. Like I, I think I've, I'm really, I live in Brooklyn and I think I'm really lucky to like be in a scene that like lets you go a little bit, you know, like a little bit dark or a little bit weird. Cause I definitely have a couple of jokes that, you know, if I, if I go into Manhattan, I'm like a little worried Um, in the past. Yeah. And I think like some of it's like pretty like all in good fun, like, you know, ghost encounters or like my mother's a conspiracy theorist and I've like made fun of her on stage about it and probably like, like I've made, you know, and some of the things are like pretty light to joke about. Um, I'm also a sexual assault survivor. So I do a lot of actually that in my sets. And I think that's when I get like my real dark stuff going on. Um, because, you know, I, I've noticed that, like, if you want to, like, joke about, like, scary movies or, like, true crime, <laughs> like, audiences are pretty easy on your side. And, like, yeah. honestly, I do joke about those things. So, like, and I've had audiences that have kind of, like, shied away, like, ooh, that's, you know, too much. Um, and how do you make it kind of, um, you know, keeping in mind that there might be certain people in your audience that have also experienced the same thing and might not want to be reminded of it as a co- at a comedy show? how do you kind of make sure that it's broached in a way where people are ready for it, receptive to it and ready to laugh at it? You know, I think part of it, and I've talked a a little about this before, but I think a lot of people assume that people don't want to hear that stuff on stage and and you get people, you get people who aren't ready to laugh, but I've noticed that at least for me, and maybe it's the type of jokes I do about it, which are, I always make sure that I'm like punching up, that it's about society, that, you know, like that it's not, that it's not too graphic. I'm very careful about the types of jokes um, that I put into my set, especially over like sensitive topics. Um, But I've noticed that a lot of people are just uh, really supportive if they've, if they're a survivor of like um, sexual assault or domestic abuse themselves, they want to see others doing well and others being able to talk about it. Um, And so I've, I've noticed that like people who've had those experiences are usually my biggest fans are like my biggest (laughs) supporters and I and I was worried really especially when I started that like they were going to be my biggest detractors and I think what I found out is like actually my detractors are just people who would rather not think that this stuff happens (laughs) (laughs) and those are the people you don't want coming to your shows anyway yeah or you know like if you're I always say like if you're not ready to like to be on my side about it. Like I want to go back through your history and see what other jokes you've laughed at. Cause like, I've noticed that a lot of the people who are like, she can't say that are like also people who laugh at like dead baby jokes. So I'm like, you know, listen, <laughs> you don't have the moral high ground here anymore. It's fine. <laughs> like I don't need you if that's what it is. And are you also working with infinite sketch? Yeah, that's, uh, that's my sketch group. I guess I should have plugged them up at the top. Um, I'm a, I'm a writer and actress for them and, we're usually at the pit. However, we're doing all online content right now, which has been really, you know, obviously I think everyone who's still doing content, it's all online, but it's been an interesting way of like switching. We do new sketches every Monday um, and then sometimes other sketches during the week. So just pushing yourself to, you know, figure out, well, how do we do video sketches when only two members of the group live with each other and the rest of us live very far apart and none of us like have a ton of video experience and like, um, I guess that's kind of been like an interesting new challenge. Yeah. Um, 
And what have you kind of settled on? It's not, I think Matt Stores and Ganesh Nair, former guests, and are they an infinite sketch right now? Or have yeah, they been- Ganesh is one of our writers, um, and he's great. I love him. And then um, Matt and his girlfriend Hattie are actually both uh, both actors and writers on the team too. So, so kind of um, how do you guys? You know, is I suppose it's the writing first, and then deciding who's going to end up. Like, is every performer, you know, rather than writer, is every performer necessarily in each sketch? Or is it yeah. more some, some people are left out depending on who the you know who the characters are in the sketch? Yeah, certainly. I mean, we have I think altogether like ten people in the group. We're a really big group. Um, so d- very few of our sketches, even when we were doing live shows, like very few of our sketches had everyone in it. Right. Just because you know you're trying to do like a three minute bit or like a you know like a three minute joke, right? And it's you don't like, got well, time for all ten people to come and make that scene, especially because you can't be in the scene at the same time. Yeah. And I think online, it's actually let us like free up of just like, hey, write something, we'll produce it, you know. <clears throat> oh, I'm so sorry. I sneezed right into the mic. Um, or was that a ghost? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I think it was, uh, I think it's been like interesting because, you, you know, it's just like, well, who has time to record today? Who can play this part? You know, it's it's definitely a lot more when, you know, when we were doing this all live, it all had to be so like this thing, this thing, this time. And now it's, I think, I think it's going to be interesting as more, cause I haven't seen a ton of sketch groups do a ton of online content. I think it's cause it's scary. I, I have seen a couple, but I think there's a lot of groups out there who've just been like, well, we can't be live. Right. And I think we're going to see more and more of them being like, oh, I think we can actually do some online content, like, and kind of see what happens, you know? Now that they now that they see what Infinite Sketch has done, they're ready to repl- replicate its success. Yeah, we are the pioneers. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> it is all about us, um, which is every sketch group's motto, actually. I love it so much. And when people, um, you know, you're doing stand-up comedy, when, when that happens, your kind of place where you're regularly at is... I, I feel like I don't even have too much of a regular place. Which, you're just all over like, the place. You know, everybody puts yeah. you on the shows because you're because you're dark and you get honest. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah, I I used to run a show at Pine Box a million years ago, and I love them still. Um, and I used to run a show at QED, but um, which is also I think like a really great venue. I'm still there a lot actually, which is unfortunate because I do not live in Astoria. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah, those are probably, I'm trying to think of like other places that I'm there enough to be like, that's probably one of my places. Um, but in the meantime, are you doing like certainly. Zoom shows and uh, and Instagram live shows or not really? I've done a little bit of Instagram live shows for a friend of mine who has a big Instagram following and okay. um, and does comedy, which was kind of fun just to like, she, um, she's not like she's known mostly as a porn star, but she's a great comedian. And so it was like a little interesting to see the kind of the shakeout of like, well, what kind of audience is going to be here? But (laughs) um, I've done a couple of those and they've been fun. Um, I haven't done a ton of other live shows. I think it's just, honestly, I have not one. I don't know how to ask. I think I've, I've had this issue throughout my entire career of like, Asking to be on shows is like okay. my worst nightmare. I'm very bad at it. <laughs> I hate doing it. But it's almost like so much skit. And you have to as a comedian, especially when you're starting out. But, right. you know, and I've been able not to do it that much for like the last year. I've been able to just kind of like coast on like, oh, you'll find me. But um, I think you definitely have to do it with Zoom shows because everyone's at home. You know, there's yeah. su- there's such a big pool. You don't, you don't need to go to Astoria on a Wednesday night, you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
uh, yeah, so I, ha I haven't been doing too many. I've been, I've done like probably like three or four okay. uh, in the last two months. So not very, not very many at all. And I probably should, I should ask and I should try to get on it, but it's, it's one of those things I think I've just been like, I don't even know how to approach right. the idea of doing this. But, but it sounds like, you know, in the meantime, people can see your comedy psychic friends with a Z yeah, and an infinite sketch and they can find you at rosaescandon.com. Yeah, that's, uh, you can find me. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Rosa. Yeah, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.